Welcome to Channel Waves, the podcast where channel leaders share success strategies, best practices, and emerging trends. Brought to you by Structured Web. Here's your host, Stephen Kellum. Today we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the topic we've been covering for several podcasts, and it's about it's about channel marketing in a down economy. And joining us today to discuss that that topic is Teresa Caragol, the CEO and founder of Achieve Unite. She is a successful entrepreneur, a longtime thought leader in the industry, and a tireless advocate for women in the channel, and a very, very cool person. And I'm really happy to have her joining us today. So welcome, Teresa. Oh, thank you, Stephen. I feel that I feel the same about you. You're you feel the same. Well, and really smart and, uh, and so you know, look, what we're gonna start is I'm a feminist. I'm gonna start this going. I'm a feminist. So the advocate, being an advocate for women in just in general, uh, I think has bonded us together for a while. For and I think we have a time. podcast on why that was at some point, right? We but did. I tell you what a power mom I had, what a cool mom I had. We did. I could tell that. And, you know, I have two young boys and I have really been contemplating deeply how we create these inclusive workplaces of all high potentials. And so I think you're going to see more from me on that in the coming months. Okay, we'll have to do a separate podcast on that. You so will. we're going to, folks, we're going to cover, listeners, we're going to cover five topics today. Uh, we're going to talk about partner marketing in general. We're going to talk about partner engagement. We're going to talk about marketing enablement. We'll dig a little bit in what the future looks like. But I think the first one is, what is going on in Teresa Caragall's world? Maybe we'll start a little bit there. You can introduce yourself maybe a little deeper than I did, catch, catch everybody up on that, and then we'll sort of jump into the whole partner marketing side of things. Oh, thank you. Well, Teresa Caragall, founder and CEO of Achieve Unite, former channel chief at a number of companies who I still work with as clients and I'm very proud of. And I am deeply passionate about the mission of our company, which is all around partnering success. And it's about helping individuals be phenomenal at partnering and trust building and be leaders by influence, because that's really what partnering is all about and the hard skills of partnering, because there is a science to this. And then it's also about how do we help companies do that flawlessly and what I call right first time, so they don't take 24 months to do it and then fail, and like I've seen happen many other times. So we have two sides to our business, sort of the company strategy program development and the individual people development. Okay, thank you. Well, well, let's just jump into partner marketing. And what are some of the big challenges today? Uh, what kind of partners look successful and why? So, I get asked over and over again, Teresa, what works? You know, when we do these podcasts or we do, we do webinars or anything, people are going, what works and, and, and why? I think we're, we're in a very shifting time right now because we're exiting out of COVID. We're so hungry to connect as humans. And so we are, and we're tired of a lot of things. So, you know, I'm seeing a shift of, um, First of all, marketing, 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 right? It's more important than it ever was in the sales cycle. It's more important in this digital world than ever before. So great time to be a structured web uh, leader for sure. So, so that's number one. Number two is I think people have less energy, less time. So snippets, short, valuable thought leadership, those things are really important you know, you guys know how deep trust is for me and trust building is a big currency and we're launching the 
the science of trust, PQI. So things that are related to companies building trust with other organizations, people building trust with clients, that is becoming much more important. So I don't only call it about marketing, I call it about engagement and a much deeper level of engagement than I think we've ever seen before. Quick question on that. Do entire organizations, I'm thinking about this one because I wanted to go on with the partner engagement, right? But I can't stop and ask the question. You had said marketing has never been more important. Mm -hmm. What's the worst thing that partners do? They just spew and throw one-way transmit marketing and expect a different result. Okay, that's a little more of an involved uh, answer than I expected. I thought you were just going to say marketing. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, that's that's pretty that's pretty fa that's pretty fascinating. Uh, I'm curious if the organizations, the vendors across the entire organization, realize how important it is to get partners to be good marketers. Because it's sometimes so I don't. Critical. But sometimes I'm okay. I'm hearing it. I'm not so sure. I'm seeing it all the time. Well, and I almost think we shouldn't use the term marketer because it's sort of like marketer has 10 different kinds of marketing and sure. partners need to pick two of those and be good at two out of the 10. Yeah. And we need to be better at breaking down those 10 so that we can help vendors with what specifically they need to pull on the shelf for that particular partner and do a much better job of that. Oh, so, so you're saying we need to be get very much more, very prescriptive. Prescriptive, sorry. yes. Prescriptions, prescriptive, recipes, very, very scientifically. It's not enough to throw a demand generation campaign into something and expect a great result, you know, because um, that may or may not be the right strategy for that organization. Okay, but before we even get to that, can we talk about partner engagement? Because that was the next one in my question, but maybe it's the first one, because if you're not engaging with them, then it really doesn't make a difference. You're not going to be able to make them a better marketer. That's right. And this concept of, you know, we've been talking about the QBRs are dead. You know, I talk about MBRs, monthly business reviews. I talk about real time partnering. And if I'm engaged at that level with a partner, then I'm helping them with what are the right aspects of marketing that they need to be working on in order to be successful for their business growth of which me as a vendor is going to benefit if I'm at that level at the table with you. To me, that's really interesting. And it's all about perspective. And when you say QBR or monthly business review, what perspective are vendors taking? Because as a partner, I had people come into QBRs and it was all their agenda, right? My <laughs> agenda. <laughs> so I'm really curious. Yeah. So I'm really curious what that actually looks like and, and what that perspective is. Yeah. It's sort of, we have to flip that on its head so that, you know, I, I say, and, and the programs that we teach are about, you know, that partner leaves that 30 minutes or that hour with you and says, that's some of the most valuable time I've ever spent this week. That's some of the most valuable input they have on helping me with my business. You know, not, oh my God, they want me to sell more products. What do, what do I need to do? They want me to market more products. What do I need to do? Let me pull a demand generation campaign. Like it is a big shift that has to happen. So how do vendors get there? Because that's a big jump to get there. I mean, you, you not only you're talking about doing it instead of quarterly, doing it monthly, you have to be better prepared because you need to know this mm -hmm. partner well and understand what their capabilities are. So 
you know, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big task. So, you know, vendors have to do partner experience really well, right? And we have the vendor maturity index. You have to figure out where you have to focus and you have to laser in on that. Um, secondly, you have to work, your segmentation has to be strong, right? Because you have to know the partners that you're placing your biggest bets on because you can't do that to ev- with everyone, right? So you have to have placed your bets on the right partners and have and create a mechanism for that level of engagement with those partners, And then you have to have self-serve. However, that self-serve, I'm a big fan of the new digital sales, these new hybrid organizations with where we're developing young people and they're working with partners and they're helping to cultivate sort of the masses, you know, creating those kinds of organizations to have deeper levels of engagement, even with the broader set of partners is really important. You said something interesting. We said a lot of interesting, but something that caught my ear. You said 30 minutes. Here's what's fascinating to me. I used to work with a vendor in a different lifetime who had 26 tabs on a spreadsheet for a quarterly business review. I'm not going to say who it was. I worked with that same vendor, and <laughs> it, it was called the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody listening, and the average partner for them was what three million dollars. Yeah. Which, and by the way, I was one of their partners mm-hmm. um, a, a while back. Uh, but I, you know, 30. You talk about attention spans. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're a vendor, the thing you really want the partner to do is be out there marketing and selling, not sitting there going through 26 tabs, right? So are you seeing a big adoption towards get in there, be relevant? Um, what is that saying? Be good, be fast, and be gone? Mm-hmm. And be relevant and be um timely you know you don't have to do everything anymore you pick the top areas that are going to have the biggest impact uh, we have actually become a big fan of the one page business plan okay work with um, a couple of automation companies that are doing some really progressive things in this domain where it's very dynamic um, and real time so yeah I think this is a there's a big transformation happening here and I think that we're we're early days in so, so quick, quick, we are, well, I'll let you finish your thought, but I do think we're early days in this. I'm curious how, from what you're sounding, it sounds like it, it sounds good. I, I think it's going to be amazing for the vendors who embrace it. And it is a cultural, you know, there is a, there's a correlation to the cultural executive team. There's a correlation to the cultural commitment to partnering correlation of the cultural commitment to how they treat their customers. You know, there's a lot of these things line up in this whole domain. There's a big correlation of trust that's very, very important. Okay. Interesting. So the enablement piece, right? I'll talk about that for a second. We've made our life's mission at Structured Web to simplify channel marketing. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. There's a juxtaposition between Enablement kind of is over here. I'm actually using my hands in this, right? And simplification is over here. Enablement can be very, very complicated, but if you make things simpler, the enablement can actually get much smaller and it can be much more impactful, right? Right. I was talking to someone about a marketing certification program and I thought they rolled their eyes in the back of their head. Like, oh my gosh, is that like a four week program? I was (laughs) like, wait a second. Just think, you know, educate, execute and measure. And just 
figure out a way to reward them through each one. It doesn't have to be rocket science. I think we can keep it pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I think what we have to be careful of is one size fits all marketing. You know, we use these broad digital marketing, a campaign. I don't think those work in this world like they may have in the past. And so you have to be very laser about those things. You can. Interestingly enough, I now work for a channel marketing automation company, right? And I've learned a ton. I've been in this space for a long time. I, I've learned a ton. And I've watched things go down in this perspective. I always had an incentive perspective mm -hmm. on it. And I watched some of the campaigns and I either felt they were too simplistic where they just said, hey, just right. do an email marketing. Right. And and, and by the way, we'll talk about that. That even wasn't that easy because people had HTML, but now they're dragging dot headers. got really simple. I think the fascinating thing that I'm seeing is removing some of these marketing multi-touch campaign, the intimidation factors from we're seeing, look, you've got to use video or you can use syndication, but they all need to be really simple to do. And they all need to be multi-touch pieces. And I agree, Teresa, if you could start with, multiple things you could do mm -hmm. and it makes it easier for you to fit that marketing campaign for that partner. And really what you're trying to fit it is to the buyer. I mean, we could talk about the partner all day long, but you're trying to figure out how that partner reaches that buyer, right? And some may need to do video and some may be webinar syndication and some may be an email and some maybe it's a combination of all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think reaching the, the buyer and knowing who the buyer is and the partners you know, these partners, in many cases, they are the buyer, you know, in MSP world, yeah. they're the partner, they're the end customer, they're the generator of the business all in one persona. So these personas are evolving a lot. And I think we need to look at those differently as well. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. We're seeing a lot of play. We are in the MSPs and very, very different, right? Because they're not reselling your product. They're real selling risk mitigation and business continuity. Sorry, at least that's what I sold when I was yeah, in it. Right, right. They need all these systems and, and places um, and uh, resources in place to be able to, 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 to get there, right? So it's mm -hmm. fascinating. I think they are a fascinating buyer right now. And they are, it's all about trust, you know, because if I'm going to do business with a risk mitigator and a business continuance, I better trust that person. I better trust that company. And so I think we're going to see this notion of trust get far deeper and threaded throughout marketing. Well, that's, uh, you know, I thought we'd finish up with what 22, end of 2022, 23 are going to be. And, and maybe that is trust. And maybe you can break that down a little bit, right? So there's multiple layers of trust, but there's also you know, there's the vendor, there's the partner, there's the buyer. And by the way, there's the influencers that the, the ecosystem of trust has got a lot bigger. That is a brilliant point. You're a hundred percent right. The, the era of the influencer is here and it's here to stay. And we need to make sure we have an ecosystem approach as vendors in that domain. Mm -hmm. And then we really believe, you know, you've heard me talk about the partnering quotient index. So how does an individual build trust and build yeah. trust at scale? Yeah. And then the vendor maturity index is how does a company build trusted partnerships at scale and that, that amazing partner experience. And as I think about that influencer might be... Actually, they already have a trust. If we define an influencer to influencer, I think trust is actually a part of that already, yeah. right? So yeah. maybe how do we take advantage of that and get that to work in the rest of that ecosystem, yeah. right? How do you even pull them in? 
Maybe that's I, a separate podcast on that. Let's do that as a separate podcast. I like we it. Should, we shouldn't do them just on trust and maybe the influencer and how that all stuff goes we'll do that. pretty deep because we're going to try to keep this short, impactful, right? We just Good. did. Well, thank you. It was a great time. Thank you, Stephen Kellum. Oh, thank, thank you, Teresa Caragall. It's always good chatting with you. So we're all about community here. We're all about building trust. So how do people get connected with you to hear more about that and your passion and things that you're doing well in the market? Well, please connect with me personally on LinkedIn, Teresa Caragall. Connect with Achieve Unite on LinkedIn. My email, Teresa at AchieveUnite.com. And I would love to talk with you about this trust factor because I believe it is the era of the future. So Teresa, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing some time. And listeners, thank you for, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today. Everybody have a great day. Thank you.